Welcome to Run With Purpose. For those of you that are new, my name is Flores. So glad you found this podcast. Uh, would love if you would subscribe. You can find us everywhere podcasts are found. Obviously, you're listening to us right now. You found it hey. somehow. Uh, <laughs> it'd be really great if you did subscribe. And you can also reach out on all the socials at flores.run. And th- you hear a little laughter in the background. That's right. We have another special guest this week. Uh, the founder and CEO of Qualified Apparel, the unicorn tightwear overall cool dude ryan huff thanks for joining me ryan <laughs> full disclaimer i feel like i saw that i saw that uh, thing in the google doc you sent me and i was like unicorn pair with without any context that just makes you sound like a freaking weirdo yeah yeah well that's why i wanted to start with it because i'm like right. oh wait we can get into the story of of what that actually means but it's so oh, okay. much better if you just like say it with no context. With context yeah be like hey yeah. guys so end of the show hope you guys enjoyed it <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> yeah. I hope you, uh, d- <laughs> you figure out what that means, but yeah. Thanks right. so much, uh, Ryan, for joining me on the show today. Absolutely, man. Thanks for reaching out. Happy to be here. Yeah. So we'll get into a little bit of, I would say like our, our background, if you will, but there's, there's really not too much of the background, but I wanted you to give kind of like a, an elevator pitch about you. Like who is Ryan Huff? For sure, man. Uh, so Small town USA, uh, born, born, raised in a city that's about, um, well, I don't know, 45 minutes, wet, hour west of uh, Fort Worth. And um, anyways, man, just a uh, long story short, or as short as I can make it more so, <laughs> I was, uh, I, you know, it was going, kind of going through life a little bit and, um, you know, went through high school, you know, 75 kids in my graduating class. And uh, fortunately met a mentor around my senior year uh, that really, you know, fortunate changed my life uh, from the direction that I was heading. And um, anyways, man, just ended up ended up learning a whole lot as far as in self-help, self-improvement stuff. And yeah, ended up becoming the man who I am today uh, through all that stuff, going through different uh, experiences and such. A lot of, a lot of which happened uh, mostly most recently um, in life. But, but yeah, dude, I run a company called, run an organization called Qualified Apparel that feeds famous across America. In fact, every one on we sell provides 20 meals for famous in America. I uh, run a podcast some to years as well, aiming to, you know, provide value to people. And for what we do with the qualified is because, you know, I believe everyone is qualified to make a difference in the world we live in. However, there's a massive difference between, you know, having potential and actually going out and doing something. Right, right, so, right. Um, everything we do is to make an impact in someone's life in a positive way. And so that's a very, very brief overview about yeah. what, what I who I am, but I mean that's uh, I'm sure we'll get more into it here. Yeah, you, I mean you kind of hit on some of the uh, the initial topics and kind of where I really wanted to to go down. And um, so the background of of meeting Ryan is we actually have never formally met. <laughs> I guess there's a way to say it. So I was running the Caltown Marathon back in February and uh, a couple times I just saw this dude just like cheering people on wearing some unicorn tights. And I'm just like, what is this guy? Like I need to, I need to find out who this is. Cause he's definitely like a positive influence. He's like definitely bringing joy and, and cheer to the, uh, to the race itself, especially when you're feeling like garbage, you know, towards the end of the race, which we talked about, uh, before, but so I basically Google, or not Google, I was on Instagram and I was just like, there's gotta be someone that used the hashtag <laughs> of something unicorn and uh, like Cowtown marathon and unicorn. Like there's gotta be someone that did that. And I found a good handful of posts and like slowly made over to your, your Instagram. And I was just like, okay, 
Okay. There were a few people that actually had tagged me and like reached out to me. Matter of fact, after that race, it's funny you say that because there were a few, I'm just remembering it now. There were several people that reached out like, dude, thank you so much for saying what you said, your energy, all that kind of jazz. Cause it, it helped me. You know? <laughs> yeah, so, hey, for sure. He was, pleasure. he was right at the, it was probably a little less than a mile left uh, of the course and it's a pretty quiet area, leaving a park heading towards the finish. And it was just, it was really nice to have that extra encouragement to be like, Hey, it's literally right around the corner. Just like climb this massive hill because I don't understand why, like I thought Texas was flat and it kind of upset me. Like the few little hills that are in Fort Worth, it's like, Hey, we're going to climb this bridge and we're going to go like over this. And I'm like, no, <laughs> let me do all the flat parts that I saw. Oh yeah. That bridge is right, right at mile nine or so. Yeah, right. Give or take, yeah. Big, 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 uh, big climb. You guys. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily, it wasn't like a crazy climb, but it's when you take into perspective, it's like, then you just have little rollers and you're like, okay, I didn't respect that. I didn't respect that hill right. at mile nine and now I'm paying for it at 25. Um, there you go. Yeah. yeah so, uh, like Ryan talked about you know something funny though, yeah. um, going before, uh, uh, so it was colder that day. Right. And yeah. I didn't realize this, but like, I've never actually cheered. And for the record, I, I wear these ridiculous unicorn leggings with rainbows and all kinds of nonsense on them because if I'm not racing a race, uh, which I, I'm a triathlete, you know, endurance athlete and such, so I love doing those events. But when I'm not doing them and I have the opportunity to spectate, I love putting these pants on it because they're just ridiculous. Yeah. But more importantly, bring joy to people and like people smile and laugh. And so that's the important part being the reason someone smiles. But like, dude, I was clapping so much and not thinking about the fact that, you know, cold dries out your skin like crazy. My hands were actually bleeding and oh. cracking by the end of the day. Like there was actually a point, uh, <laughs> there's a video I posted on my Instagram uh, about me, you know, like, there you go. Like, you know, given the energy and whatnot with my tie dye hoodie on as well and such. Like I was actually having to give fist bumps after a while oh. because I couldn't give high my freaking hands were so disgusting and I didn't want to like, you know, I didn't want to take the chance to like get an infection from someone right, exactly. or whatever vice versa, you know? So, um, but, uh, it was just, uh, yeah, it was kind of ridiculous. I remember putting on, um, some hand lotion later on that, that day and like my hands felt like they were on fire, obviously from that right. point, but gosh, it, it was brutal. It was interesting though, because, you know, so going down to Texas, I think it was in like the low forties or something, something obscene like that. But to me, Ohio, I was like, this is great. I wore a tank top. I wore my like this next oh, yeah. to the shortest shorts. And there's pictures at the, the start where everyone is just bundled. You can you start with the half marathon. Oh, yeah, as well. dude, Everyone's bundled. And I'm like, I'm wearing shorty shorts and tanks. Degrees is freezing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That was, it was I mean, just, it's, uh, it's hundred degrees outside right now here. So it's, <laughs> what is it here? I think it was my wife's in Florida right now. And she said like the highs, like she was, it was a seven, six o'clock this morning and it was 77 there. And I go, the high here today is 76. Oh, wow. So yeah, we're well, good. Well, good for you. Yeah. We're officially in fall. No, I'd rather have a hundred degrees. It's beautiful to run in 50 degree weather, but that means snow is coming soon. Yeah. Now I prefer the, the heat over the cold any day of the week, but yeah. that's just me. Yeah. I mean, you get used to it, but, but yeah, so Ryan talked about, you know, with qualified apparel and, you know, um, trying to make basically make difference in the community, if you will. Um, we ha I felt like we had similar ideas and goals with what we were trying to do, you know, with the podcast and then with everything, you know, hangry compared to, to qualified apparel. So I was like, Hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to be that creeper and I'm going to reach out to him on Instagram and be like, Hey, let's, let's do something. Let's make it happen. And then after some messaging back and forth for a few weeks, we got on a phone call well, a couple days ago now and mm -hmm. yeah and said this is what this is happening we're gonna we're gonna record this so that's Here basically the the super long intro of 
what's going on today. And really the, the conversation today is about positivity and the reason why, and I'll have Ryan elaborate on it a little more, but you know, if you go to qualified apparel's website, the vision of qualified apparel is to be the leading positive impact brand in the world, providing food, clean water, education, and freedom from human trafficking to millions across the globe every year. And that leading positive impact brand, we talked about a little bit on the phone. It's just, I I just absolutely love that. It's just that whole positive message and trying to be, make a positive impact on the world. And at the same time, doing these things and making a difference in communities where you can actually like have a tangible thing as well. Cause positivity is obviously a, it's a feeling, you know, or, uh, but being able to actually put tangible items to that as well is kind of awesome. So heading into that, I'd love if you'd give like a little background of qualified apparel and just like full disclosure, guys, I just ordered my shirts today. So hopefully by the time this episode comes out, I can take some pictures with them and uh, it'll be a thing. But yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to get my stuff. There you go. Actually, I shipped them same day too. It worked out just fine. I yeah. got your order, which thank you again, by the way, no man. Problem, the 40 man. meals are provided from, uh, from your shirts. That's amazing. Nice. Um, so that brings us to 10,960 meals for families in America. Nice. Today. So that's pretty awesome. As of, as of today, it's, as it's being recorded on September 6th, I should say. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So, um, so the background with qualified apparel came to be, I mean, so I mentioned earlier in the, in the show, you know, uh, there's a lot more to it, but, uh, I, you know, I was, uh, learning a lot of, um, self-help self-improvement books through my mentor, through a mentor and best friend. Now, I mean, he's, uh, <laughs> we have some of the best memories together. Uh, but I was going to college just like most, most kids at my age uh, at the time. So I'm 28 now, but I was going to school right after high school and hated it, dude. I, I absolutely hated it. Cause I mean, I'm short of you. I mean, in my, in my, in my opinion, short of you needing to be or wanting to be a doctor, lawyer, dentist, engineer, you know, a, a psychiatrist, whatever, you don't need to go to school. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, I 100% agree serious. with that. Exactly. And so like for, unfortunately though, a lot of kids our age, it seems like that they think that a college degree is everything. And so, but they don't do any research whatsoever. They don't look into it at all. And so they think I'm going to go get a degree in underwater basket weaving. Over here. <laughs> I'm going to make sense. You know, obviously that's a facetious example, yeah. but like as time, you know, they get a degree that really has the worst return on investment. They get out of, they get out of college after going to a division one school, which they don't need to go to division one school for a lot of things. You can go to associate, you can go to a community college first, get your associates degree knocked out for super cheap and then go to a, you know, division one school after that if you want, you know, but I mean, there's a lot of more efficient ways to do that, but like they get out of school with six figures of debt and then they, then they get a $40,000 a year, you know, job. And then they're just, ticked off at their life. And they, anyway, so it's like, be smart about it. You know, do your research with your, with your degree, make sure the job market for that is actually there and that it's actually a good return on your investment. Just be smart. You know, it's a major decision to go to school. So be smart about it. So like for me, I, I hated college. And so I started thinking that, and I was going for my business degree actually. And that's actually why I even say that. So like, um, I was going for my business degree and I just hated it, dude, because I'm, I'm sitting there. My mindset was I'm sitting there learning a bunch of nonsense that has absolutely nothing to do with my, with my degree. Like I'm sitting there learning about, I had to take a geology class and, you know, during my associates, which is, it's hilarious to me because like, Colleges in themselves are a business, right? That's yeah. why you have your associate's program anyways, because more often than not, your associate's degree is just a regurgitation of everything you learned in high school, but to a more advanced level, right? And so 
then you get charged at the wazoo for all these classes. And it's just, I mean, it's just, it's just hilarious. I mean, a, a book that I had to buy for a class was over 200 bucks that I'll never use again. And yeah. So, it's just, but it's, it's, it's weird as you bring that up. I mean, I know it's not necessarily the, the topic itself, but sure. it's crazy how like society as well kind of ingrains that into us of if we, if you don't go to college, like you can look like a failure or you're kind of, I want to say put to the side, but it can kind of have that like negative connotation to it. But like you said, unless you're going to be a doctor or something where you need technical training or even like a trade right. school, it's just, don't just go just to waste money. You know, I know too many people that, you know, so I work um, for, for a finance company. And there are so many people that have degrees in communication, education, things that they're not doing that they spent way too much <laughs> money on. And now it's like, now what, you know? Right. So, well, the thing you should do that I would really encourage people, especially as I've gotten out of it and have learned from other people that are more successful than I am, um, is that, if you want to go to school, but your degree doesn't, but the thing you want to do doesn't really necessitate it, but you don't really know where to start. A great thing to do is find someone who's in your line of work. Let's say for example, you want to be a graphic designer or you want to be a, um, you want to be in communications, you want to be in marketing, whatever have you. What if you did this? What if you found someone who is already in that role that you want to be working for? Let's say they're working for Lockheed Martin, working for Lululemon or whoever have you. More often than not, those people have a social media or they have a LinkedIn or they have, they have some way that you can get in touch with them. Get in touch with them. Tell them exactly what you're doing with your life. Oh, you know, get obviously be prepared whenever you don't just be like, Hey, yeah. you know, be, like, be prepared get stuff together, but like reach out to them and offer to work for free, offer to take them out to lunch, offer to fly out and meet them to meet with them for, you know, several hours or whatever, have, or whatever they're willing to give you because, and just be intentional with your time, be purposeful, you know, because instead of, cause, cause here's the thing, you could either go to college and pay for classes that ultimately I let, I mean, I already made it clear, but ultimately are not helping you become a better person or helping you get closer to your making your dreams and goals into reality, or that would just are going to cost you money. Or you can take the free route, which is reaching out to these people. You know, it might cost you some money if you, you know, choose to fly out with them or take them to dinner or whatever have you, but that's a heck of a lot better. That's a heck of a lot more resourceful and a more efficient use of your time to do it that way. Versus, I mean, I'm sorry to get on the education on this. No, but like, man. It's a lot better use of your time to do it that way. Because actually, because what well, here's what you're doing. You're learning from people who have actually done what you want to do. It, right. makes, it makes zero sense for me to go to a business school. Learning from it. I was hearing, I was actually listening to Joel Marion's podcast, uh, Born Impact podcast today. And he was talking about one of his guests on was, was, uh, was going for a business degree or not business. I forget what it was exactly, but it was some other degree. And this guy asked him, he goes, uh, he asked the, the professor, he goes, how much money do you make? And the professor was kind of insulted. He goes, you shouldn't ask me that question. He goes, well, he says, well, you know, I'm wanting to know, he said, I wanted to know like, you know, how successful you are because I wanted to do essentially what you're telling us to do. And I want to know how successful you are. Well, the guy wouldn't tell him. It wasn't until several weeks later that the kids saw, you know, that this guest that he had on his podcast saw that he was driving away from campus in some like, you know, ni 1993, you know, Toyota Corolla that was all beat up and everything. Mm -hmm. So not to say that maybe that person didn't have any money, but it looked like this from the outside, this person, was, this person that was teaching you how to be successful really wasn't successful themselves. Right. So like consider the source. If you want to learn how to do something great, don't reinvent the wheel. Learn from someone who's already done that, you know, and like speed up time, do their results, learn from their mistakes and go from there, you know, but take that risk, take that chance and don't waste your time. Dude, time is finite. Your right. time in this earth is finite. So use it to your advantage, be purposeful, be intentional 
and go out and do something differently. If you want to do something you've never done, you've got to become someone you've never been before and do something you, you, know, you haven't achieved yet. Yeah. And so anyways, but that, with that disclaimer, like I... So, so qualified <laughs> I apparel. I, yeah, there we go. Sorry. So, okay, no, it's fine, man. But I was... Uh, so I was in school, hated it and everything. And so actually, um, and during this time, I'm also hanging out with a lot of people that are... I say a lot. It was three people that really um, were that were really, they're not bad people, but they were just, they were, they made me feel really inadequate. Like for, for not having a college degree like they had from a, from a division one school, for not having a family that was as affluent as theirs, for not having a new car like they had. And that was even the reason why I, w- I chose to go to school because these people were, were make it, were going at, Ooh, sorry. That was my, you good. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. No worries. Uh, I think I was silent during that time. So you can probably, no, no, you were, uh, you were still fine. You were fine on my end. Oh, good. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. On my end, I, my, my uh, sister-in-law called me. So I, uh, the phone started ringing. No worries. Um, anyways, hopefully she didn't call back. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I, um, so I was, so I was hanging out with these people that were, I thought were my best friends at the time. And, um, just like making me feel like, I don't think, like I said, I don't think they did it intentionally. Like I said, I they were not bad people, but just the way they were living, I think how they were taught, they were just, if you basically, if your decisions, life decisions didn't line up with theirs, then you were wrong. And so, um, anyway, so I'm hanging out with my mentor. I'm, you know, I'm starting to actually learn some valuable stuff. He put it, the first book he put in my hand was 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell. And I started learning those things. Well, what I've come to find out is that I actually loved learning, but it was actually learning information that was valuable to me that actually helped make me into a better person, right? And that's after that, putting that book in my hand, dude, I had this insatiable desire to learn from that point on. And I, I, I just wanted to learn more and learn more and learn more. And so I started reading, you know, the Jim Collins books, you know, the, the Napoleon Hill books, James Allen's, um, just a lot of stuff, just like pouring all this information into my mind. And so, so going forward from that, after um, a series of events happened with these guys, not to, you know, not to go into too much detail, but like a series of events happened with these, with these people, I, I just cut the relationships off. I just cut the relationships off cold Turkey. I was like, I'm done. And mm-hmm. notably, uh, one only one of them actually reached out and there was a couple of events that just kind of brought it to a brought it to a, a head and i was like you know what dude this is it so i did and so it was telling after only one of them reached out and they actually had to reach out they wrote me a letter asking me to uh, you know they said hey i said i don't know we don't know what happened but i feel like you at least owe me an explanation which another thing you don't owe anyone an explanation for anything that you do yeah. um it's your life ultimately is, you know, it's your decisions and everything. But like, for me, I knew that, you know, first of all, I didn't know, I didn't owe him anything, uh, first of all, but like at the same time, I knew that meeting up with him is probably a year or two later. Uh, but I knew that meeting up with him would not be beneficial at all. It would be fruitful because I already made up my decision about what I'm doing. I'm already moving my life in a direction that I'm honestly happy with. And I'm excited about because I know that I'm, I didn't realize it at the time, but I was essentially laying the foundation for what I'm doing today. Right. And so I just knew that there was no, there was not going to be any beneficial, you know, anything fruitful coming from that conversation. So I didn't even respond to the letter. So going forward from there, like I said, started reading, reading a bunch of stuff, learning a bunch of stuff. And Craig, uh, who's my mentor, he actually used to be the former CEO of Mrs. Fields Cookies. Have you heard of them before? Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're, I've, I've seen them around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> uh, several years ago, whenever he ran them, like apparently they were, they've recently got, they got bought by a different company since he left, but they were like the bee's knees back in the day. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't have those kind of cookies, but apparently like the, the highest ingredients, best quality product. They're really, really good stuff. And, 
Yeah. Yeah. And so, well, he took it from a $25 million a year company to 967 million. So just about a billion dollars. And so he's just wildly successful as a businessman. And I just so happened to have him as a best friend. I don't think I shared the story to say with it about him, but like the reason I even came in touch with him, was because um, our families knew each other through church or our local church. And um, one summer his wife had shoulder surgery and then he herniated a disc in his back. Well, that meant that they couldn't take care of their lawn during, during Texas or during the summer in Texas. And so therefore his wife called my mom and you know, I ended up working for him. Well, come to find out a year after or that summer after I got done working for him, he almost fired me and told me not to come back. Not because my work was bad, work was excellent, but because my mouth was so bad. I was just so sarcastic. Mm. And so going from there, his wife, which I, I say this all the time and I will do it once I have the means, is she, conf- so she told him and she goes, well, have you confronted Ryan about it? Have you told him about his mouth? And he goes, no. And she goes, well, maybe you should. So the next time I come over uh, to his house, he really starts kicking my butt about it. And <laughs> that really started the, uh, the beginning of what became this amazing friendship that I have. I mean, he's a good 30 years older than me. I actually not 30, maybe he's, you know, he's 54, 55, something like that. So close to 30 years older than me, but just, uh, like seriously, the only person I really hang around with, he's, uh, my best friend. Um, grateful to have him as my mentor as well. So anyway, so, um, going forward, the reason I bring that up is because he and I were supposed to get into business together. Uh, but to no fault of his own, this life ended up, ha- ended up happening and nothing ended up working out. Well, in 20, like 2015, 20, I think it was more so 2016, 2017, his, uh, he and his wife moved to Bedford, Indiana to learn how to flip houses. And so th- therefore I was left at home and I was, I remember just being frustrated in my life because I, I wanted to do something and I put so much, so much, um, emphasis on the relationship with Craig that I felt like I was waiting for him to do something and mm-hmm. not more so realizing that I had all the ability within me with all this information I've been learning to do everything I wanted to because I had all the ability within me to do to accomplish these things. I was, you know, essentially like the brand is called qualified because I believe I, I know that I'm qualified for more. I just got to put in the work. So I, I, the way I describe it is this, how qualified apparel was born or it was then called Kona qualified apparel. We'll get into that. But like, I was in this doing this on this rant of positivity is how I describe it in my room and just like talking to myself out loud. And I said out loud, I said, my mission is to live a life worth remembering, knowing that the world was made better because I lived. And after I said that, I stopped and I smiled. I was like, wow. I said, that's, that's what we're here for, man. And so, um, going forward, I, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, well, what do we do? Like we have our last mission. So what do we do now? And I feel like God really put it on my heart. He's like, all right, apparel, that's the thing. And so we, um, I went ahead and, you know, started, I had an Instagram that I had just recently started, uh, because I'm also a triathlete, like as I mentioned prior. And so I was working, I was working to qualify for the Ironman world championship, which triathlon is another thing that just led me to doing so many amazing things in my life. That's how Qualified Apparel was started. That's how the Qualified Podcast was started. So all these amazing, like even down to some amazing relationships I've had, experiences I've had in my life were a result of triathlon. So I'm super grateful for this sport. Um, but anyways, I uh, so I had had the Instagram name Kona Qualified because Kona is where the Ironman World Championship takes place in Kona, Hawaii every year, 140.6 mile race over in Kona on the big island of, 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 of that, Hawaii. That's still nuts because we were over there for vacation a few years ago and like we were yeah. there in October. The race is late October? It's the first weekend or first or second weekend of October. I think it's the first weekend of October. Then maybe it was just, it was either just, yeah, it may have been just before we had, we had gotten there and the one like stretch of road, that's the bike ride. We like drove that and I'm like, 
that's like 60 mile an hour winds right now. Like, how are you, how would you push up? Like, I didn't want to be like with the windows down in the car. I'm like, I couldn't imagine. And I saw some people like on the, on bikes, just like training and stuff. But I'm like, yeah, this is hot. You're on like yeah. super blacktop in, yeah. in Hawaii. And uh, yeah, that's just, that's crazy nuts. But yeah, it's actually, um, there's harder. What's funny is there's actually harder Ironman courses that are out there, but it's, it's certainly one of the hardest ones. Uh, the conditions are just wild. Uh, last year, 2018, they actually had some of the best conditions to date. The winds were hardly nothing, and the temperatures stayed in like the 70s to 80s. I oh, believe. that's nice. If I'm not, I could be wrong on that, but give or take. But um, they had, therefore, some of the fastest course times came out of that day because it was, the conditions were just, you know, excellent. So, anyways, but like that's where the dream came from, and so I started what was in called Kona Qualified Apparel, and. Honestly, I look back on those original designs and shirts and just kind of cringe because uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like some people. I see, I see some of my friends that like wear them today, and I'm like, oh gosh, please don't wear that. Yeah, please, I will pay um, you to take that off. Yeah, I'm like, gosh, get some of our new stuff, and I'm proud of what we have today. But man, it was, uh, it was a start, and that was the main thing. And that's something I encourage anyone who's listening out there. It's like it doesn't have to be sexy whenever you start whether it's a running journey or a business or a relationship, whatever, it's like, you just have to start, like put yourself out there and you're going to, you're going to fail. You're going to fall flat in your face most likely. But if you don't fail, you're not going to get any better. You right. know, failure gives you get failure gives you an education. It tells you what didn't work. So now you know what possibly could work so you can go forward more empowered. And so, I was uh, so I started Kona Qualified Apparel. Fortunately, got some great advice from a guy going forward, and um, changed the name in January of 2018 and to Qualified Apparel. Then we added the positive impact to it of giving to a, at the time was No Kid Hungry, and uh, we ended up. You ended up. I really didn't work in the company at all up until. August of 2018, I did my first trade show. Met some amazing people that have helped me out tremendously with my business. Uh, their company is called Mason Jar Label. Their names are Matt and Amber Bird, and have just helped me out wildly with this company. So I'm super grateful and love those people. Uh, but I ended up uh, really taking it seriously after once August came around. And we actually changed the company we give to um, to Feeding America, and the main the main reason of that is because feed, No Kid Hungry uh, limited us as far as what we could say in our marketing purposes. So, like for example, when I say one equals twenty, meaning that for every one item purchased, twenty meals are provided for families in America. No Kid Hungry didn't like that. Well, I hadn't actually got to the one equals twenty, you know, thing just yet. But uh, No Kid Hungry, they said something in there like. Um, it was like a, I forget exactly what it was, but they just wouldn't let me do that. Gotcha. And so I reached out to Feeding America and they were, you know, 100% on board with that. Like, yeah, sure, you know, whatever, use whatever language you need to do. And the only thing I can't say about, about them on my website, I can actually use their name or their logo just yet because Feeding America requires which we will get to this point, which I'm excited to once we do. But Feeding America, in order to use their name and logo, you have to be a minimum donor of $100,000 every year. Gotcha. I'm like, okay, perfect. I said, so that gives us a goal to shoot for. We'll get there. And, uh, you know, that day will come. Uh, but right now, so we give directly to Feeding America, which is an amazing organization. They provide over 4 billion meals a year to families across America. And they uh, are one of the most efficient charities across or in the country as well. Over about, no, not about 98% of all money given to them goes directly to feeding people. That's so that's awesome. an amazing part yeah. of it. And so, uh, so yeah, that's, that's who we chose to partner with. And also a great, a great thing about Feeding America, they have so many food banks and food pantries around the country that it allows the qualified family who I refer to as people that listen to the podcast or listen or, or you know, or uh, do business with qualified apparel like yourself, um, <laughs> that the qualified family can now get involved directly with other food banks and food pantries and, you know, around the country as well. And so I'm not sure if any, if your listeners are aware, most people, most people, I, I think I didn't, I didn't realize this myself, but 
over 40 million Americans struggle with hunger in this country, which yeah. is astounding. And over 12 million of those are kids. So um, that's why that's why I wanted to start giving in our backyard first, like like you mentioned with the vision of the company being the leading positive impact brand in the world. We want to get to the point where we're able to feed families not only in America, but of you know, of course, but also being able to do, you know, feeding families in, in other countries that are not you know, not the United States. And so I'm I'm excited for that time, but I'm not also going to miss the opportunity to 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 help where we're, where we are first, where our feet are first. And so that's where that's the background I came just to have that had that you know kind of kind of background with it, and that's how the company got started. And so we're excited to uh, reach our goal of over of, of over fifteen thousand meals provided this year. And uh, so it's exciting, man. It's a good yeah. time. I'm and you said related to uh, go forward with it. If I remember correctly, you said what, what like forty or forty or sixty to date to eleven thousand. I can't remember the number you just said earlier. Oh, sorry. It's uh, we're only two items away. Actually, we're so, at okay. ten thousand nine hundred and sixty. So gotcha, that's yeah. uh, only every one equals twenty. So yeah. Yeah. So by the time you guys hear this, they're going to be well over eleven thousand, and then you guys are going to be buying stuff too because you know that's that's how we do things. Um, if you use the uh, promo codes podcast twenty. Actually, use the promo code podcast twenty. You can get twenty percent off your first purchase. Perfect. And uh, free shipping as always. High quality stuff and uh, super positive. So yeah. The, all all of their stuff is very positive. Like I was sending some stuff to people at work, and I kept sending them shirts and he kept saying they're like you're gonna go broke if you buy 15 shirts from this place i'm like no no, no i'm just i'm just gonna buy two now because i don't i don't think we talked about this so like i've been designing my own shirts just for personal use because i from really right. from a like a marketing kind of a positive thing as well as you know if i if you're wearing you're basically when you wear some other company you're basically a, a walking billboard for them so right. why would I want to promote a company? Maybe that's like, maybe I like the shirt, but if the company doesn't stand to my values and, and that sort of thing, why would I want to kind of promote them? So I'm like, okay, I'll start designing my own little things, make these one offs. And, and when people say like, Hey, where'd you get that? I'm like, Oh, I made it. And it's just, right. it, it's like a, it's a different kind of feeling to be like, you know, this is what I'm making. But obviously yeah. you guys, like I said, the designs are super cool. I bought one for my wife and, uh, and one for me. And once those come in, we'll have, uh, we'll have pictures on the, on the Facebooks and the Instagrams to make that. I love the ones like, you got, man. The dogs are my love language. That was yeah. my first pet inspired one. And then to be on purpose, this goes perfectly with your podcast. God, oh, so much. Like right when I saw that, I was like, well, I'm obviously buying this one. I just have to like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, which other ones are going to be the, uh, the, I mean, cause that's the whole that's the whole thing. And when you, you hit that nail in the head earlier, when you're like, even with like the college thing or anything like that, it's like be, be intentional and have purpose. Like don't just right. go willy nilly because you're, because this life is, there's not a lot of time. It may seem like a lot of time, but before you know it, I mean, I feel like I was when I'm 32 now, I, I can remember vividly when I was in high school, like almost like it was last week. And I'm like, no, it, it's been a very long time. Like when our school right. hits almost 15 year anniversary, I'm like, man, I'm wow. getting old. <laughs> <laughs> like I passed the 10 year uh, college anniversary or reunion. Oh man. Wow. Gosh. I remember my, uh, what is that? I think I had, I was in a Facebook group with some guys, uh, that were, I graduated high school with, obviously I didn't get my degree. I have one. Oh yeah. That's mentioned. I have one, I have one class left for my college degree. If I want to get it, my associates, but like, for me, it's more of a, a metaphorical middle finger to the people that didn't believe in me. Not just people that, not, not that just is people awesome. that, well, I mean, uh, here's the thing. Like, it's not just people, not just the guy, people, the guys and girls that I hung out with. It's more of like the people when I, when I was a waiter at Chili's for 10 years, right? And, or almost 10 years, I should say. I was a server for nine, a manager for one. And 
there would be people that I'd wait on, man, that would come into there and they, I, I basically saw them grow up, you know, especially working there for that period of time. And there'd be parents that would come in and different, like, you know, kids that were younger than me or older than me. And whenever they'd ask me what I'm doing with, you know, with my life, well, this is before qualified apparel. And this is before other things that I've been working on now. And they never said it directly, but every time I told them what I'm doing, I'm like, yeah, just a server right now doing this and that, whatever training for triathlon or whatever. Their look and their expression, their nonverbal cues was like, what the heck are you doing with your life? You know, you're obviously, wow, you're obviously a loser. Obviously you're not going to date my daughter, you know? Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. It was, it was their nonverbal cues. And like, for me, I feel like that's a lot, that's, that can be relatable to a lot of people because it's people, if you're, if your life doesn't line up to the expectations of someone else, then, oh, hey, you're wrong. No, 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 no. That doesn't make you wrong just because your life doesn't lead up, doesn't meet up to the expectations of someone else. You got to look at what you're doing every day. If you're, if what you're doing every day is moving your life forward. If you're not doing something immoral, you know, unethical, whatever, you're actually doing something that you enjoy, that you love, or more so, you might be not be doing something you enjoy or love, but maybe you're working towards something that you enjoy or love, right? Or maybe you're working towards a life that you want to achieve. Then keep doing what you're doing. You know, don't don't just stop because some jack wagon who probably hates their life wants to put you down because they see you actually moving your life forward, or or maybe to see you that you're happy. You know, I mean, I. I'm a firm believer that if you can be, if you, if you can be super happy with just, you know, being a, a fry cook at McDonald's and you're, you know, dipping fries, you're flipping burgers, but that fulfills you and you go home to your wife or your kids, whatever, and you're happy, right? And you're happy living in your apartment and driving your car that, you know, could be better or whatever have you. And you're happy doing that. Keep doing it. Don't yeah. let anyone tell you you're not. But the only issue I have with that is if you're doing that same job and you're pissed off every day you go into work, you hate Mondays or you hate, you know, whatever. Like for me, I never understood the whole thing about people hating Mondays. I'm Dude, like, why? It, it aggravates the, the shit out of me. Cause I'm, I work in a cubicle office. So like I, my, my life feels like office space sometimes, but it's right. one of those where it's like, I don't understand the go. Oh, it's a, it's another Monday. Like you hear the phone calls around when people call in and I'm like, it's another work day. It, it, the day is what you make it if you make right. it the crap that you're making it seem to be, then guess what it's going to be? It's going to be that, you know, right. there's, there's, you just have to have that positive attitude and come at it in that way of, you know, today's going to be a great day. I'm going to tell you right, right now, we'll, we'll plug it later, but you guys need to follow Ryan on Instagram because if you need some like positivity in your life every single day, like just, you know, he'll, he'll post some videos, you know, regardless of what the topic is, he just talks about things and it's so great to have that positive encouragement. I didn't get to tell you this on the phone call, but I'm thankful for it is anytime I have the opportunity to sit, I put my AirPods on and just like, listen to, you know, just basically go through the story and I'm like, what's going on today? This is what's happening. That's how I knew you had the, the, you were trying to go to John Mayer. I was like, oh yeah. Cause I was watching this thing at whatever time in the morning I ended up seeing it. Yeah. So, um, I don't know why I went <laughs> down on that ramp, but yeah, so we'll, we'll plug your just social stuff later, but it's funny you had brought up the doing things for other people. It's like, we talked about this a little bit, but my wife and I, um, had a four bedroom house. You know, we were the American dream. If you will, we moved to suburbia, had the four bedroom house, the two car garage, the dog, the big yard. And then we really, you know, had an honest conversation with ourselves of, 
um, you know, it was right around the time most of this minimalism thing started really taking form mainstream, if you will, and kind of looking at the things in our lives and saying, does this bring us joy? Does this, does this, you know, for positivity sake, does this bring us positive attitudes with what's around us in our situation? And we said, no, we don't, we don't really need this stuff. And then, you know, we, we had also had the conversation of, we, we don't want kids and those like, so we were, so we were moving into an apartment and telling everyone we didn't want kids. You would have thought I like lit a church on fire or something. You know what I mean? Like it was the biggest thing, whether it was family, friends, coworkers, whatever, it was that, that kind of look similar. Like you said, working at the restaurant where people are like, but, but that's the wrong way of doing it. I'm like, no, no, no. It's just not your way. And your right, way, exactly. just because it's not your way doesn't make it wrong in any way, shape, or form. And, and since we've done this, like our lives, like I'm, I'm so much happier with less stuff. Like the amount of crap we got rid of, I was just like, this is so freeing. It's oh, like, yeah. I don't have to worry about it. And it's like, the you purge. know, right. The things that I have, I use and they add value to my life. I have a, yeah. a quote in my, um, in my email from Joshua Fields, Milburn, Milburn, one of the minimalists his uh, it's, you know, uh, love people and use things because the opposite never works. Mm. And it's so true because we, we get so involved with the things of this world that we forget that people are the important part. Absolutely, man. People are the true treasury, man. Yeah. That's uh, one thing I just recently realized in my life. True. Um, one thing I wanted to follow up with as well, that point I was making about, you know, happiness, you know, if, if you can find happiness being uh, working at a fry cook, whatever, do that. But also another thing that is, is important as well to follow up on that as well. If you know within yourself that you're capable of more, it's going to be impossible for you to feel great about yourself if you're performing at a level that's underneath what you know you're capable of performing at. Like 100%. for example, like this whole, we always hear, we hear this recently, but this whole body, body positive thing, which dude, I get it. You, you should love your body, right? You should love yourself, but have enough love and respect for yourself to love yourself. And like for the person that like, for example, I have a friend of mine, Laura, she is very you know happy, happy with herself, but also she's, she, but she also has lost over 140 pounds and she used to wait, you know, be out of control. She actually had her, she had her weight loss surgery scheduled or the weight loss surgery appointment scheduled, but she chose to be like, you know what? Screw this. I'm actually going to go work out, change my diet and change my life. And she has, and she's, so she's not at her goal weight yet, but for her, it's more important for her is actually not get, to get a goal weight. It's just to be active and be, have a healthy lifestyle. And she's going to lose the weight as the, as a means of that. But like, I think there's a difference in like knowing <laughs> gosh, Bella, Bella wants to be on every episode. Bella. There you go. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> no, it's all good. I love dogs, man. Um, but, uh, but it's like, there's a, there's a difference between like loving yourself and, you know, and, and, and knowing you're capable more and actually going out and doing it versus saying like, I'm enough and saying like, Oh, I love my body. But deep down, deep down, I'm not saying superficial, but like deep down within yourself, you get home and you might, you might get on your scram and you, know, you might tell everyone else, Oh yeah, I love my little extra weight. Go, goes both ways, guys and girls, man. I love my little extra weight. I'm just using this example because it's like the easiest one to get. Yeah. yeah. But then you get home at night, you take your clothes off or get in the shower, you get out of the shower, you see yourself naked in the mirror and you hate yourself because you know you're capable of more. That's what I'm talking about. Like if you, if you know you're capable of more in your life, it's going to be impossible for you to feel great about yourself if you know you're capable of performing more, which is why I'm so grateful right now because I, I was struggling with consistency. I was struggling with with those feelings of inadequacy and such, but I knew deep down I was capable of more. And so honestly, like I, it was easy for me to like put on a facade sometimes. Uh, but like, I mean, I'm still being genuine and like my happiness and such, but like 
deep down, I knew that, you know what, dude, I know I'm capable of more as well. I'm still happy about the general direction, but I know that I'm performing at a level that's underneath. I know, I know I can do more, right? right? I know I'm capable of more. I know I'm capable of taking this company to a new level or whatever have you, right? Take my body to a new level and such. So it's like, you just got to, it's, it's important to be happy, but growth is happiness as well. Right. If you're not growing, yep. you're dying. Yep. You know? yep. And so you got to make sure that you're doing things in your everyday life to be pushing your life forward. Now, I'm not saying, dude, I'm not sitting here saying like, oh yeah, I've already made my, I've already made my first million dollars. Kind of qual- you know, qualified apparel is already a, over a six figure, you know, already making over six figures every, every month. We're already feeding over a hundred thousand people every month. What? It's like, no, I'm not there yet, but dude, I'm just grateful for the fact that you know what hey i might not be where i where i want to be yet but thank god i'm not where i used to be as well so right. I, like i know i'm on the right path based on what other people that have come before me have done and i'm i'm grateful for the fact that i will get there it's just a matter of time you know and right. so um one thing i also encourage people that are listening as well it's like don't be comparative with, with what other people are doing i i've been there myself dude i remember actually i had a friend of mine reach out to me she's a she works at a, a lululemon store that's close to us that's close to me and she wanted to give me a shirt to try out so that way i could give her some feedback because they wanted to you know they just had a new shirt come out whatever and so i put it on and honestly dude i started feeling a little a little like i started feeling a little comparison come over i'm like dude i said their quality is so much better than qualified apparel now granted qualified apparel is still a great product and i love it but at the same time it's not a lululemon but that's also yeah. a different it's also not an 85 dollar t-shirt Exactly. <laughs> and so what I'm saying, but what, what, what I'm, the point I'm making is I'm like, dude, we can get there. Yeah. Maybe we're not going to charge 85 bucks right, for right, a shirt. Right. But I said, but we can get to the quality of that and we can get that in time. I said, because dude, Lululemon has been at this for 20 years. Right. Qualified Apparel has just been in that this for just about two. Right. So, well, it's like you said, your, your initial designs and stuff like that. Now you cringe right. at it, but you know, at the time you're like, all right, this is really good stuff. And then, but you're always growing. It's like you're in two right. years, you're going to look back at the stuff you're doing now and go, how did that sell? Exactly. Yeah. You know what? I mean, granted, there's a lot of stuff that I love today, but you're right. I mean, you're going to, you're always, if you're, if you're not, if I, I have a firm belief, if like, if you're not constantly like Ed Milet, a guy who I love, you listen to his stuff by the chance? Ed no, Milet? I haven't. Dude, highly recommend him. So he's a uh, self-help in that self-help, self-improvement space. But he talks about it this way. He says, you know what? Whenever I'm 20, let's say, I'm just put it in my, in, my, in my terms. But he said, he put it this way. It's like, you know, whenever I'm 28 and I turn 29, that 28 version of me is gone. He's dead. He said, and I better make sure that whenever I'm turning 39, that I'm not familiar with that, that with that 29 year old version of me either. And that's exactly how our life should be. We should constantly be characterized by growth. I mean, just like, for example, if you, you know, the, your puppy, for example, you know, at one point, whenever you first got her, got her, you noticed that, you know, Hey, it was a small puppy and such. And like, now it's a bigger dog. Well, you might not really notice that, she, you know, she grew into a bigger dog, you know, over, as time goes on, because why? Cause you're always around it. You don't really notice it, but other people can see that. But like, that's how our lives need to be, need to be. We need to make sure that we're constantly growing. If, if you're the same Jack wagon that you were in high school, as you are today, that's an issue. You know, if I'm the same Ryan Huff that I am at 28, that I am at 48, that's an issue. Not just for me, but like, think about all the other people that I have, I've missed out on impacting in a positive way as of not taking care of myself first, as of not being committed to growth. Because dude, it's like a buddy of mine who I had on the podcast recently, his name is Justin Shank. He, he, one of the ways he puts it, he says, dude, it's selfish for you not to get it together. It's selfish for you not to move your life forward. It's selfish for you not to want to move your life forward. Because don't think about just yourself. What about, other, what about all the other people that are depending on you 
to get your life together as well. What about your kids? What about your family? What about your church? What about your community? Whatever. It's like you need to get your life together for those people as well because the more you grow, the better you become, the better the world around you becomes as well. You know? Yeah, hundred percent. And it goes along kind of with my, uh, you know, getting comfortable with discomfort and my, my pastor made yeah. a point with it of there's no growth in comfort. Like if you're right. comfortable, you're not going anywhere. You got to stretch it out. And it's, and like you said, Ryan, I think you definitely hit the nail on the head is if you're doing something, whether or not people say it's, um, worth it or you're, you've made it or whatever they want to judge you. If you feel <clears throat> that you're putting your, your full potential and that's where you want to be and that's it, then, you know, go after it. But if you, if you're not, you gotta, you gotta light that fire. You know what I mean? Like you just have to get out and, and make it happen. Right. So I agreed. Yeah. God, if not, you're going to hate yourself when you get to your deathbed right. and think of all these like regrets that you had. Like, man, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have done that versus like get into your deathbed and be like, dude, I did it right. You know? And like you, yeah, of course you probably would have failed a lot of times who hasn't, but I would, but failure is not a bad thing. Like you said earlier. Absolutely not, dude. People look at it as a negative because I think a lot of people look at it this way as a negative because when we fail, we then have, so this book I've been reading is called how to stop the pain. It talks about this a lot. It says when we fail, we're often we often fear failure because we don't really feel the experience necessarily. We fear the judgment that will come from other people around us as well. And whenever we can start releasing ourselves from the judgment of others, there's power in that because then, you know, especially for me, I'm a Christian. I, you know, I don't want to put push that on anyone else that's out there listening. But like, I, I look at myself, how God I'm more so I'm, I'm, developing, you know, changing my heart beliefs to look at myself at how God looks at me as well. God made me in his image, right? And he declared me as righteous where I'm the righteousness of Christ. And so whenever I have my identity in him and it's rooted and grounded in him, I don't need to care at all what you think. I mean, your, your, your opinions are just your opinions, your judgments right. are your judgments. And so it's, it comes down to that. So, you know, often people fear failure because they fear the judgments of other people. When, whenever you can release yourself from that, obviously it's easier said than done. I yeah, understand yeah. that. But like at the same time, it's like if you just constantly make small steps every single day to not care so much what people think. Like for example, I'll give you a perfect example. Last night I was, uh, I was in my car, I was making a story and there were people that were walking by, you know, by my car and such before old Ryan would have been like, <laughs> you, you stop it. You start wait. it later. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'll wait until people drive, well, walk by and then I'll make it after like, I'm like, dude, I'm like, who freaking cares if they look at me and they judge me, that's on them. I said, but like for me, I have a point I want to make, whether it's just me talking about a John Mayer concert, which really wasn't that significant, but like, Hey, I, I want to make this video right now. And if they laugh at me, they laugh, whatever that's on them. I'm going to make this thing. So it's like, if you can just release yourself from the judgment of others, that's so liberating. Yeah. And it's so hundred percent. It's just refreshing because if you don't, it's not to say, I'm, I'm not saying to like, you know, be a, be a real dick in the world and like, Oh, right. I don't care what people say. I'm talking about if you want to do something with your life, that's that necessitates a higher quality and more so that requires you to do something different you've got to release yourself from the judgments of others. Cause so long as you're allowing your life to be dictated by the judgments of others, you're not going to be moving your life forward hardly at all, especially compared yep. to what your potential could be with that. So going through that process of not caring what people think about you is super powerful and super liberating. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, one thing you had said, and I couldn't remember it exactly. And I was going to go back on your Instagram, but I'm like, I'll just ask you, there was a quote you had, um, some personal things going on uh, a week or two ago. And you had this one quote that was talking about, um, 
something about how people react in situations. Can you share that? I can't remember. I can't remember what it yeah. is. So, um, I, uh, I'll just go ahead and say it on this one. Uh-huh. Um, so recently my mom, uh, so the, the quote goes, things turn out best for the people who make the best of the way things turn out. Is that the one you're referring to? Yes. Yes. Okay. So that to give some context about that, um, just recently I just got out of, not, I didn't get out of a relationship, but there was a, a woman that was super promising, uh, amazing personality, great values, uh, great sense of humor, uh, just a real pleasure to be around. But ultimately she had just gotten out of, gotten out of a four year relationship with a guy who was manipulating her, cheating on her. And I, unfortunately didn't have my guard up. So whenever we were talking the first night when we met, I obviously just ignored those warning signs. And so i kind of fell a little too hard than I should have. And, uh, it ended up, you know, not working out because she realized, fortunately she realized it earlier than later, but that she um, needed to work on herself, which is great. I love that. I'm grateful that she realized that now versus, you know, a year later, whenever we're right. dating. Right. So, <laughs> so, uh, so I'm grateful for that. And there was some amazing life lessons that happened from that. But ultimately that situation, having my hopes high and then getting them kind of crushed in a sense, it hurt, man. So that was, that was, you know, just dealing with that, but then it was kind of trivial. That was kind of trivial because the following day on August 20th, my mom came, you know, my mom, you know, I was doing some work on my computer and my mom walked in and she goes, Hey, I, I got to tell you something. And so I was like, what? And so she, has some had a struggle with um with telling me and she uh she finally was able to you know collect the words and she goes so she just recently got um appendix her appendix removed like it was uh it became um gangrene and such like she had to get it removed and everything and so uh, she's all good now but whenever they sent her um sent her uh, samples or whatever to the labs to get tested uh they found out that it was actually cancerous and matter of fact she's um, was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer and I'm sitting here listening to this and I'm like, what? And because, I mean, you always hear like other people experiencing this right. stuff, right? You know, it's a whole different story whenever it hits home for you. It's like, oh, hey, yeah, this is actually your reality now. And so, I, I mean, long story, you know, in regards to that, like she's actually at a wellness center. She's actually doing the um, the entire natural route and she's got some great reports since her blood work's coming back. That's great. Awesome. She's making progress. And uh, thank you. And so uh, it's just amazing. Like I, I, she's doing exactly what I would do. So, no offense to like, you know, chemotherapy and everything, but like that stuff destroys your body, bro. Right. And I, I, I she's like, I'm not you're, losing you're my kill, You're killing okay. yourself to try to kill something else. Yeah, exactly. And it's just our body. I, I, I'm a firm believer that if we facilitate the right environment for our body to fight something, it can take care of itself. Our bodies are amazing machines that God made. So yeah. Anyway, so she's doing great. Um, but like that whole week, dude, it was, I'm grateful for it because I'm grateful that it happened for me in this sense, because with the things that happened with, with that girl and then another girl that was actually just before her, matter of fact, um, which full disclosure, I, I, I want to make sure that after saying that I'm not some kind of freaking player as well. Like I've been single for, I've been single for about 12 years of my life and uh, not about 12 years, I've been single for 12 years. And there was this two women that so happened to just come out of the blue. Uh, one of them should have never happened. She's still a phenomenal woman. I literally, I tell this all the time. I feel, I would feel comfortable reaching out to her today and asking to go out to dinner with her. Like things ended like that. Well, we just realized like, Hey, this is actually isn't the right thing. She wasn't even sure if she actually wanted to eventually get married or have kids. So like for me, that's a, something I want to have. So right. that's obviously do. Yeah. and phenomenal woman, both of them, but just ultimately didn't working out. That's actually, I mentioned having my wallet. I didn't have a wallet. Well, it's because like the, we broke up, we broke up on Wednesday that following day, I met up with this other girl for a photo shoot for qualified apparel. 
fell fell head over heels for her because I didn't have my guard up. And so right. that's what happened. Gotcha. So I, I say that I don't want to sound yeah, like, no, no, no. like, oh yeah, I'm just hopping from girl to girl, bro. You know? And so like she wasn't I, uh, there to the next, to the next. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was definitely not a rebound. That was not how it was at all. I don't, I'm not that freaking guy. Um, so like, uh, I'm, cause I'm looking for a wife. Dude. I'm not looking for some woman just to hang out with and you know, whatever. I'm just, I'm looking for the right one. Looking yeah. for the wife. So anyway, so, um, so after that happened though, with, with like, with that, with the first girl and then with the second one, um, I, there was a lot of valuable life lessons, but I'm grateful for it, especially the experience with my mom, because what it ultimately gave me, you know, dude, I, I'm not sure what the right word is. I think it's sympathy, but it's either sympathy or empathy because I honestly, before that part, I didn't, I didn't really have, I haven't had any bad, really negative things happen in my life at all, man. I mean, my life's been pretty, pretty easy. I mean, I I grew up in a middle-class household, didn't really, you know, want for anything, um, was taken care of, always had food on the table and such, went to great schools, whatever. I just, I hadn't had anything really happen in my life that was really negative. And so after this experience, after these experiences, I realized I'm like, dude, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hurting people in the world. There's a lot of pain in the world. And it kind of made me realize that a little bit more. So I'm grateful for that in that sense as well. Um, but the reason I even say that quote, because like, I remember if you saw that, you know, yeah, you did, you saw that story that day. I was, yeah. a, I was a mess. It was like an ugly cry, but like I pride myself in being a, um, uh, which full school, I haven't actually said this on my on my uh, on my um, Instagram just yet because my uh, there are some friends of my mom that follow me, and actually next weekend, so I'll be the weekend of the 14th of September. I'm going down to see her, and I, I think um, I've been talking to my mom on the phone. She'll she'll allow me to talk about it publicly. But like, since there's friends of hers that follow me, she didn't want to let them know just yet what was going on. Right. So therefore, I haven't was it publicly. But I'm fine with doing this because there's, I mean, uh, there's probably some people that follow me that might follow you, but I, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, it'll so be it'll be a few weeks until this releases on the 17th. So it'll be even after that. Roger that. So, yeah. anyways, but like, um, so I. Uh, but I realized I'm like, dude, I said everything like this, like things are not best for people to make the best of things way things are now. And so I was, uh, I wanted to like put some positive spin on this because essentially I just got my, my crap kicked in on that morning. You know, I'm dealing with this, you know, with this heartache and then dealing with even more heartache because my, my mom, I'm a mama's boy. And so I, uh, I'm like this, this is the person I love the most, you know? And so, um, Anyways, so I had to literally, I, I was making that story and wasn't intending to cry, but this did because I just was bawling the entire day, like off and on. And so I made that story. I was like, dude, things turn out best for the people who make the best of the way things turn out. And that's so freaking true. And I especially, I'm grateful that I was able to realize that quote going into it, which, I, which is why, dude, which is why I'm so grateful that I was able to lay that foundation of all this positivity and all this mindset stuff going into it. Because honestly, if I didn't have a positive life stance, what's a positive life stance? A positive life stance is it's where you come back to whenever times get tough. You know, a, a positive attitude by itself doesn't, isn't, isn't valuable at all because even a negative person can have a positive attitude whenever things are going good, right? Whenever life is going the way, even in someone that's kind of really negative has a negative life stance can actually pretty be pretty, right. similar, pretty positive. But like, a positive attitude has enormous value whenever life doesn't go your way. And that positive life stance is like where you come to whenever things hit the fan, right? Whenever crap hits the fan, where do you come back to whenever life starts to hand you a really bad hand, right? How do you, basically what a positive life stance is, all right, how are you going to play your hand that you've been dealt? And for me, I'm just so grateful for the fact that I had that positive life stance because honestly, dude, I don't know where I'd be right now. And I, I full disclosure as well, 
during that week, I actually, I've had, I've battled with suicidal thoughts in the past, hadn't had one since October of last year. Uh, whenever I realized like how much work it's going to take for me to make qualified apparel into the leading positive impact brand that I want it to be. But like during that week, I briefly had the thought of like, dude, I said, why don't you just kill yourself? I said, honestly, like that, <sighs> I get back to those, those emotions right now, but like, Honestly, that would be an easier thing than going through what you're going through right now. I mean, this person you love the most is dealing with such a such a terrible thing. And then, you know, this girl, you know, that you had high hopes for didn't work out. And it's like for me, like I was like I had a brief thought. I was like I was like I I because I didn't know what to do. And I, right. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to overcome that. And so, um, fortunately though, like my mom, that, that very day was, we were praying, she got clarity from a friend of hers about this wellness center in Tampa. And then, so that worked out. And then for the, for the, as far as the woman was concerned, I'm like, dude, I said, honestly, the thing, the fact that it didn't work out with her is a, a you would kind of dodge the bullet in a way because she needs to work on herself and right. she's an amazing woman, not taking anything away from her, but she needs to work on herself. And that's get, you know, I get, I'm still praying for it even today, even though things didn't work out, I still pray for every day. I'm like, you know, I pray that our heart is healed. I pray that she's able to forgive this man and you know, all that stuff. And like, I don't know things aren't going to work out with us. That's fine. I've already moved on from there and working on other things. And that's great. No animosity whatsoever. And it's like, still praying for my mom and like th- healing for her and everything. And so, but like, that's why I feel like there's so much value in a positive life stance and really realizing that if you can make, because here's the thing as well, positive attitude, the reason why a positive attitude is so great whenever things get bad is because it doesn't, it, number one, it, a positive attitude does not change the circumstance at all. Just being positive about my mom having cancer or just growing working out, that didn't change the circumstance at all. That didn't change the fact, the facts, right? However, what it did change, what it absolutely indubitably did change is the fact of how I went through that experience, yep. right? Because a positive attitude does this, but two things. It makes the good better and it makes the bad better. A negative attitude is going to make the good even worse. And it's going to make the bad even worse. And so for me, I'm just so grateful for the fact that I had this because like I said, dude, I, I don't know how, how I would be, how I would be tending right now. And right. so, um, that's why that's why it's kind of baffling to me how people there's so much pain in the world and it's like dude it's like if if people were able to change their mindset change their perspective and how they view their circumstances around them and realize that you know what hey mankind is the only species that can actually change their circumstances by changing their decisions as well you know by changing how you think change how you react change what you do daily and it's not going to be an overnight experience but for the, for me, you know, failure is not an overnight experience for that matter. Now there's success. Each is a process, but like, if you can dedicate yourself to this, like growth and that moving forward, I mean, gosh, even a terrible situation, like what I'm experiencing, like I do I'm happy about it now. I'm, I'm, I'm back to where I was. And like, honestly, it sucked because I remember like the, the next day, I wanted to get on there and be like, you know, what's going on, everyone? Having an amazing <laughs> like all the, like the stuff I love doing, yeah. but like, I, 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 I couldn't feel, I couldn't do it because it wasn't genuine and right. it wasn't, it wasn't right. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to get on here and try to like front for people. And be like, Oh yeah. Thanks. Right. Sunshine Rainbow. And that, that's what I was talking What's about guys point? when like seeing on Ryan's story, sorry to interrupt there, but the, no, go like ahead. having that positivity, it is, you can tell it's genuine. And like you said, you know, the day after it's stuff like that, it's like, you know, you did talk and you did make, you know, a video about it, but it's not, um, it wasn't fake. And it was genuine and you can tell, you could tell through the process over those few days of obviously the hurt and the, the trying to understand and figure out what's going on. But then as the f- days went on, you know, as people were praying for you, cause we were praying for you, you know, and I was telling people about it and all that sort of thing. It's like, it's, 
as that time went on, you can tell like you're like, not that you're necessarily making peace with it, but you're being positive in the situation is, you know what, this is the hand I was dealt. And this is, this is what's happening. What am I going to do with it? I was talking to someone today about that of, you know, when you have, um, you know, we always just like a shit storm or a fire drill or whatever at work where it's like, Hey, all hands on deck. We need this. The first thing so many people do is just complain. And it's like, don't complain. Like this needs to happen. So instead of, instead of complaining about it, saying why we have to do it, why we have to do it, you need to ask how we're going to do it. How am I going to get through this situation? Because guess what? It's happening. Whether you're going to be along for the ride or not, it's happening. So you might as well make the best of the situation. Cause if not, like you said, if you have a negative attitude, your good things are still going to be negative. Dude. One, one, I love that you said that actually, because, um, that book I was reading as well, which uh, this book is just absolutely phenomenal. I'm, I'm so grateful for the fact that I've been doing this thing by any for seller called 75 hard. That's required me to re- read 10 pages of a nonfiction every day, like a self-help self-improvement book, because that book coupled with a wired for success program for failure. Both of those books are by Dr. James B. Richards. I highly recommend them to anyone out there who wants to get them and change their life for the better. It's phenomenal. But like one of the things that how to stop the pain talks about, it says complaining along with coping, never actually changed the fix the problem. You know, coping, if you use a coping mechanism, let's say it's, you know, let's just say, for example, it's thing like food or maybe it's sex or maybe it's whatever. It doesn't actually change the problem, right? Or complaining. Same thing. You might complain about something, but that doesn't actually change the problem. Honestly, those kind of things just make it worse because you don't actually address the, the issue at hand, you know? And so I, I love what John Maxwell says. He goes, you know, the, the more you complain, the less you'll obtain as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not just a clever, you know, something that rhymes. It's true. I mean, the more I complain about my circumstances, but I'm unfreaking willing to do anything to change it. It's just going to make the situation worse. It's yeah. like we talked about earlier with the whole people that are pissed off at Mondays. I'm like, the reason you're mad about Mondays is because, oh, dude, I think I was listening to another podcast today. It's like, I think it's something like 85% of all people are stressed out on Sunday afternoon. You know why? Because they're dreading having yeah. to go back to work. Yeah. They're dreading the fact that they have to go back and. That's do, why do bars something. are busy on Sunday nights. It's not football. There we go. Yeah. And so, but like it comes down to, it's like, well, why are you unhappy? Well, I don't like my job. I don't like this. Well, change it. Right. Dumbass, change it. Like (laughs) if you don't like your circumstances, change it. Like why, why sit there and like suffer for all your life? And, you know, it's basically, you know, live a life of, you know, quiet desperation while you have so much opportunity to go out and change your life. We might say, well, Ryan, I have, you know, three kids, a wife, and I have to keep this job and everything. Well, yeah, you know what, dude? Obviously, your way of changing your life is going to be different than mine as a single guy who's still living at home as I work to grow this company and such. Obviously, your circumstances is going to be different, but but that doesn't mean you can't change either. That doesn't yep. mean that your story's over. That doesn't mean the end of your the last page of your book has been written. So long as you wake up above ground every day, that's a great freaking day to be alive. And you have zero excuse to not make your life exactly how you want it to be, especially, I love what Gary Vee talks about. He says, you know, if someone looks like you and has succeeded, what I mean looks like you, whether they're black, whether they're white, whether they're Hispanic, whether they're Asian, whether they're a woman, whether they're a man, whatever. If someone looks like you and it has achieved, you have zero excuses. Yep. You know, I mean, granted, you might say, well, right, look at my background. I have my, my, my mom, you know, my mom and dad sexually assaulted me or I got raped when I was a kid or I had this, I had that happen to me. You know what, dude, that's everyone's story. You're not, you're honestly, I'm sorry for what happened to you or more so what happened for you because 
the fault is in yourself. There's actually, there's this, there's this quote I need to read. I'm just thinking about this. Uh, oh gosh, what's a second here? There's no a, a quote by James Allen. Never say. There it is. As you look, so, as you look it up, it's kind of funny. The you kept you kept bringing up John Maxwell. So the church I went to in South Florida, uh, yeah. John Maxwell is an associate pastor of. I don't know if he's still associate pastor of it. Oh, is it Skyline? Uh, uh, no, um, uh, Christ Fellowship. In, oh, right. Skyline. Uh, so that's in California. I'm sorry. Yeah. So he, uh, so he was a associate pastor. I didn't realize he was like a leadership guru. He was just a guy that preached on the fourth oh, really? Sunday. So we would hear him every week, every month. And I'm like, Oh, I love, I love Dr. Maxwell's like preaching and stuff like that. And then I like see all his like books in the bookstore. I'm like, I see him like in sky mall and I'm like, that's just, that's just oh, really? Pastor, that's pastor John. Like, what do you like? I talked to this guy a ton of times. And then when I moved to Ohio and tell people that like, no man, he's got like a leadership school up here that they do at a, I think it's Ohio Dominican or one of the schools in, in Columbus area. They do the big conference and stuff like that every single year. And I'm like, Oh, so he's a big deal. I just, I just remember him as a pastor. Right. Right. <laughs> no, for sure. He's a uh, phenomenal. I'm trying yeah. to find this quote, man. Uh, it's cause it's, it's super valid. Uh, but if I don't, if I can't find it with the next, like 20 seconds. I'm probably That's just going to have to above life's turmoil. It's about, it's a, wait a minute. Um, never say there it is. There it is. Is that it? Yes. Um, so it says, it says this, it says, do not say that your surroundings are against you. A man's surroundings are never against him. They are there to aid him in all those outward occurrences over which you lose sweetness and peace of mind are the very conditions necessary to your development. And it is only by meeting and overcoming them that you can learn and grow and ripen. I love this part. It says the fault is in yourself. We might say, well, dude, I, I, well, how does that have to do? Like, I, I got raped as a kid. I got, you know, this happened, that happened. Yeah. You know what? There's a friend of mine who I had on my podcast recently. Her name is Elizabeth Frazier. Actually, this works out perfectly. This is an amazing example. Her name is Elizabeth Frazier. Um, that podcast on my, on my podcast to qualify is, is live. You can check it out. She was in sex trafficking for over 20 years of her life, right? To make it even worse, she was being pimped out by her mom and dad. Her parents were pimping her out. And the earliest she can remember this experience happening was four years old. That's crazy. Four. Four. Dude, my, my freaking niece that I'm going to visit, to, I'm going to babysit tomorrow is two. Four years old. That's that. What? She was in that for over 20 years of her life. What is she doing today? No one, absolutely no one would blame her if she was in a psychiatric institute right now and having, you know, and wanting to kill herself and you know, attempting suicide every day, right? No one, would, no one would fault her for that. Why? Because of her negative experiences. However, what is she doing today? She is going around as a public speaker empowering other people about sex trafficking. She started her own company called hero bands that gives to a company called project underground railroad. That I, I, I did. I read a little bit about her story. I think I may have found it from your, uh, from your Instagram. Cause I follow them. I need to get, right. I've, I've been wanting to order some of the, the band she has. Dude, they're awesome. Yeah. Like she's giving to a company that's helping get people out of sex trafficking, which is one thing I, that's actually her story inspired me to add that pillar to qualified apparel whenever we're able to do that. And like, she's, she's got five kids now. She's, you know, getting her intimacy back with her husband as well, which I wish she said, honestly was one of the hardest things that she had to get back overcome through this whole thing. And she's forgiven her parents as well. Now, granted, she doesn't, you know, associate with them. They're never going to meet her, never going to meet her kids and such or out of her life, but she's forgiven them, which is 
wildly powerful. And just another just another thing to go on there, like forgiveness, dude, is not so much an act of kindness towards the other person. It's an act of kindness towards yourself. Hundred percent. You know, yep. it has because so long as you hold unforgiveness in your heart. <sighs> you are allowing that person to be your jailer. You're allowing that person to dictate your life. They might've gone on and moved on. You know, they might've gone on and married again or whatever have you gone out and made money or whatever the heck they're doing with their life. It's irrelevant. But like, if you're still living in that, in that unforgiveness, you're giving that person reign over your life. And so I say that to bring it up. That quote is so relevant to Elizabeth's life. She has every right to blame everything. And actually what's awesome is that she even says that she's grateful that this experience happened for her, for her being in sex trafficking for over 20 years of her adult life, well into her adult life, actually well into her married life. Dude, she had to sleep. She had to tell her husband that she couldn't sleep some nights and she would go and then she would tell her husband that she would go out driving. So, you know, kind of take her mind off of things. Whenever in reality, she was actually going out and still doing having sex with people as a sex slave while she was married, even after she had her first kid. So don't sit here and tell me if she can overcome, don't you dare sit here and tell me, I'm not talking to you specifically, I know, I know. like anyone listening, but like, don't you dare sit here and tell me that you can't overcome because of whatever happened in your life. How much less have you experienced in your life and yet you can't overcome? You're still pointing the finger at your mom, your dad, your teacher, your brother, your sister, whoever, an ex-boyfriend, ex-husband, ex-wife, ex-girlfriend, whatever. If, if she can overcome after a, such an atrocity, dude, I, honestly, for the first 20, 30, no, about 20, 15, 20 minutes of this podcast, I was having a hard time understanding exactly what I was hearing because it was that just wild to me. Yeah. But like I say this as an example, because if she can get her life together, if she can take ownership of that, if she can be like, you know what, this happened for me as a, as a means for me to empower other people and be more sympathetic with their, with their struggles, what what the hell are you doing with your life? Right. You know, wh- why are you unable to get your life together? Well, you just don't understand. No, I do understand. The thing is that you're, you're just not taking responsibility for your life. You're not allowing yourself to maybe, maybe you're not allowing yourself to feel the pain from it and start the healing process. I'm not negating the fact that you've had negative situations happening in your life. Please don't misunderstand my words here. What I'm saying is, it's your responsibility to get your life together. This thing happened in your life for a reason. You know, honestly, actually, I don't even say that. This thing happened in, happened for you in your life with the opportunity for you to grow from it, right? Yeah. Now, I kind of I kind of don't agree with the things you know with the things people say. Like everything happens for a reason. Well, yeah, in in a sense it does, but sometimes crap just happens in our life, and we can then associate a life experience to right. that to that reason. We right. Find our own reason out of that. And so, anyways, I just I I'm not sure what she would initially ask. I apologize, kind of got no. a rant there, but. But, no, um, it, it, but, it, it, it's all good stuff. I like that, that for me kind of thing. Cause that definitely puts a different connotation on it. And I believe your shirt and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Cause it's your shirt, but I think it, you know, it says perspective changes everything. Absolutely. Yeah. That was, that the, I was between right. both of those that I was going to, to order and I probably will still order that one anyways. Cause it's pretty sweet. Like the bars and stuff like that. I just, I'm really into that. Like that like blocky kind of letter stuff. Like once I saw the blocky stuff, I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally getting this. Um, there you go. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. But yeah, it's the, the whole aspect of your perspective. It's how you look at things. And that's really, you know, to, to wrap up everything with positivity is it's all about your perspective. If you have this, woe is me, I'm the victim. And again, like Ryan said, things happen and they're shitty, you know, and you know, and I can't even 
begin to understand what some people have gone through, just like you. I mean, I've had a very, very cush life. You know, I haven't had any real knock on wood struggles in my life. And it, I, you know, I try to be empathetic the way I can, but until you go through something like that, it's hard to be a hundred percent empathetic, but, and it's not taking away what happened to you and it's not negating it or making it any like belittling it at all, but it's how you come from those situations is really what defines you. Cause that's, what's going to define, you know, um, you said Heather was her name. Uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, sorry, not even, (laughs) I don't know where I got Heather from, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but Elizabeth, you know, she, she's now turned it because she has a different perspective and now she's turned it into a positive sharing her message and sharing her story that is going to touch people has and will touch people in a way that she won't even understand. She's trying to do it. She has this hope of wanting to do it, but there's no way she even knows just the tip of the iceberg of the difference she's making in, you know, young women across the world that are dealing with this kind of situation and feeling like they're hopeless and that they can't get out of the situation. She's being that shining light. And it's, I mean, like I said, it all comes down to perspective, I think, and that just intentional thinking of, um, just being positive. Yeah. What what do you think? Is that that a good wrap up? Oh yeah. There's a story that I love, um, before we finish this call that perfectly illustrates the perspective thing. Um, it's a, I heard this from uh, Dave Ramsey several years ago. He says, you know, there's a study that was done whenever, uh, you know, they had these two boys, right? And they put them in one in one room, one in the other room. And both of the rooms that they were in were all full of horse manure, right? And so <laughs> they leave the kids in there uh, for about 30 minutes to an hour or whatever. And they come back after, after leaving them in there for a while. Well, the first kid they come to, he is just throwing a fit, right? He's crying. He's just in a corner, just like so angry at the world, whatever. And they go, what's wrong? What's wrong? Why are you upset? He goes, what do you mean? What do you mean? Why I'm upset? You, you put me in a room full of horse manure. Nothing good ever happens to me. And they go to the second kid and he's in there, you know, he's just having a time of his life. He's having a gay old time, man. He's throwing poop everywhere. He's you know, <laughs> throwing it everywhere. And like, woo, you know, like looking around, whatever. They go, what are you, whoa, hold on, stop. What are you doing? What are you doing? He goes, what do you mean? He says, well, all this manure, there's bound to be a podium in here somewhere. <laughs> you know, and so, like, the, the, situ- the, the thing of it is, it's like the situations were ideally the same. However, the outcome and how they choose to look at their situation based on their perspective was entirely, was diametrically different, Yeah, you know? And so that's the power of perspective, man. You can, it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't change the circumstance as it is, but it changes how you go through it, how yeah. you experience it. 100%. Dude, loved the conversation. It's been a great time. I appreciate it. How can people get in touch with you, get in touch with qualified apparel? Where can they find your podcast? Get plug, plug everything. Right. (laughs) Pow, pow. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, so for sure. So I I hang out, it like I hang out the most on Instagram. You can find me at Ryan, Ryan C Huff on Instagram. That's a Ryan Charlie, C is in Charlie Huff, H U F F on Instagram. Uh, send me a DM, comment on a picture. I'm ha- you know happy to respond and uh, you know connect with more people out there. And as far as uh, qualified apparel is concerned, that's the website for that is qualified-apparel.com. And again, feel free to use the promo code podcast twenty as well um, to get twenty percent off your first per- per first purchase as well through that. Again, free shipping. And most importantly, though, we're dude. Honestly, what we do with qualified apparel, we're 
we're simply using apparel as a tool to spread hope to those who need it most, you know, hope for a better tomorrow. And so that's, you know, that's why one equals 20, one on a purchase equals 20 most provided for families in America. And the qualified family, like I said, is already at 10,960 meals to date. Aiming to get over 15,000, which I know we will, and looking to partner with different businesses. So, if you know anybody that would be interested in carrying high quality apparel that makes a difference within their backyard in the United States of America, definitely let me know. I'm happy to give them a call, shoot them an email, have a you know, meeting with them, loving, you know, because ultimately that helps us make more of an impact and feed more families across America, which is the main thing. And then, uh, as far as the podcast is concerned, you can either go to iTunes, Spotify, it's pretty much everywhere podcasts are found. Um, just search the qualified with Ryan Huff, or you can just search Ryan Huff, or I think you can search the qualified as well, and that'll come up there. And uh, we've got 64 episodes nice. now. We've been going at it just over a year. A new episode is every Wednesday. Okay. I think I'm about to get into the point where um, I might be uploading more than once a week just because nice. I've got, I feel like I have so much more content to do. And so yeah. um, putting, it, putting it once a week, it seems like it's stretching out a lot of the content that I could be doing. And um, so, anyways, yeah, man. So. Sweet. Yeah. That's so at, yeah. So definitely connect with Ryan, connect with qualified apparel. Like I said, by the time this comes out, I will, uh, yeah, I'm only doing once a week. Cause I'm like, if I'm, I'm going to bank some stuff and then, so it works out very well for my schedule. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but, uh, Absolutely. by the time, by the time the show comes out, I will have my shirts obviously cause Ryan just put them in the mail today. There'll be pictures online. Remember use the promo code podcast 20, get 20% off your first purchase and then free shipping in the whole nine. The store is beautiful. Everything's beautiful. The shirts are amazing. Like, visually seeing them online. I'm super excited to get them in. My wife doesn't even know I had ordered them yet. So when she comes in, she's going to be first. Why did you buy me another t-shirt? And then second... (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> every time there's a bag in the mail, she's like, what did you make now? Because every time I make a shirt, I make her one too. She's like, why do you right. do that? I'm like, because it's promotion. I mean, that's how, that's how yeah. things work. Um, well, fortunately for her, the tag, the hang tag that we have um, easily says what we're all about. It says one equals 20 and it talks about one on purchase equals 20 most provided for families nice. in America. So she'll see that. She'll be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, she already knows we're recording tonight. That's why I was like, don't text me right now. I mean, she's having a, right, real, right. She's having a real tough time laying at the beach in Florida. So whatever yeah, life yeah. must be tough huh? yeah it's you know it's a real tough life she lives um hey but yeah but dude i also wanted to say man thank you so much for inviting me on thanks yeah. for uh sliding into the old dms and uh reaching out this is actually I, like i said whenever we first had our first conversation i wasn't sure what to expect and this has definitely been a pleasant surprise and really have enjoyed being on here and being able to share so what you know some of what we're all about and uh hopefully we made an impact in someone's life in a positive way today so yeah man i i think for sure that that definitely happened today and um i'm looking forward to to getting the feedback from everyone on this episode but guys you can reach out to me everywhere on social media at flores.run again you can subscribe to the podcast it would be great uh you could also leave a rating or review on apple podcast or google podcast the ratings uh help me feel better (laughs) no i don't really don't pay attention too much to the stars and stuff like that but what it does help (laughs) is it helps with the algorithm to kind of push it up in the list so people can listen to this and hear great messages like what Ryan had shared. Um, So definitely share this podcast with everyone. You can leave that review. That helps as well. You can visit my website for all details at www.flores.run. Thanks so much for listening today, guys. Remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace.